Hi, I'm Samantha of Goddess Awakening. I'm here to hold a safe space and share with you the true and authentic stories of how we got here. Empowering women, elevating for all. All right, welcome to another episode of Goddess Awakening. It is December something. I don't even know what the date is today. It's almost Christmas. That's what I know. Um, Today, I have a guest um, coming from the internet again we have um amanda how are you amanda hi i'm good thanks for having me yeah thanks for coming on so where are you currently i'm in new jersey new jersey okay i don't know why i was like where is amanda this morning i was like not realizing where you were for some reason yes another internet friend from across the the globe yeah so we haven't have we met in real life? No. No. Okay. It feels like we have. So I always get confused with people I haven't met. <laughs> I feel like I haven't met any of my internet family, which is wild because everybody feels like they're my people. I feel like I've known them forever. Yeah. I uh, met Christina Marie for the first time um, at the retreat in August or whatever month that was. Um, and that was the first time her and I had met in in real life, too. And it's, Laura was the same thing. I had known her on the internet for like six months or something. And we met for the first time at the retreat in Utah. So it's funny how it's like, I feel like I know everyone so well and we've hung out together. But turns out we've only hung out via Zoom. <laughs> yeah, don't discredit the uh, the Zoom family. They're They're important, too. One day we'll all get to meet up and it'll just be like a whole next level thing. Yes. So lots to dive into today. So, um, but I wanted to start. So you and I have been Facebook friends for a while now. Um, But I feel like the first time that we've really like one-on-one connected um, was this last um, online experience that I've talked about on here, um, Evo Revo. Um, And you got to be the coach's coach. So tell us about how that was. That was so much fun. So do we do we know? I'm sure you've talked about Evo Revo. We know what it is. Um, I've talked a little bit about it, but you can definitely talk more. So it found me. I was like a buy one, get one free ticket. Um, it found me four years ago. My therapist had just been like, so I can't really help you. And I was like, <gasps> Okay, what does that mean? (laughs) And then like literally three days later, it was like, who wants to attend this free coaching event with me? I was like, I don't even know what coaching is, but sign me up. And then my life changed forever. (laughs) I, I literally, I feel like magic happened those five days of that event. And I discovered who I was. And I met some incredible people that I'm still like, I speak to every day that I love so much that I work with constantly. Um, it, it felt like that event for me felt like I came back home to myself and it changed the trajectory of my entire life. Like, I don't mean to sound dramatic, but it did. Um, so that first event I participated the second round after that, I coached, I signed up to be a coach. I'm like, this is amazing. Everybody needs to know about this. I need to like share more of this everywhere. Um, and then, yeah, this round, I coached the coaches. Here we are four years later. And I'm like, it was such an incredible experience. And it felt very like full circle for me to be doing that. And oh my gosh, this round was so incredible. Every round is incredible, but it was so, so good. Yeah. I got to coach for the first time, um, this round and it was a great experience. I will do it again. And there was lots of, uh, learning curves and lots of personalities and lots of, um, uh, lots of triggers were ca- were coming up for myself and for a lot of people. And um, with, with Brian being on my team too and his triggers, you know, happening while we're in the house together. And I'm also the coach of the group. Um, that was pretty interesting. Um, so one of the things that you helped me with was just being inside of our um, 
messaging group container um, when I was busy or when there was, you know, other things happening that I couldn't come to the group. It was kind of like you were the other monitor, helper, coach person that kind of, uh, kind of helped everyone inside that was there was just a lot of stuff happening in my group chat from what I understand (laughs) yeah these events are wild I remember the one that I coached I literally ate a tub of cookie dough and I like barely slept and I had calls back to back to back all day long I was like running on adrenaline (laughs) and I think I had a team of like 23 20 yeah it was about 23 women And my first time, like, I didn't even know what I was doing, right? Like when you first get into this, you don't really know the, the event itself is very like, it flips your world upside down in, in the best way possible. Um, and it also feels a little like uh, you're taking a fire hose to the mouth with information and, uh, nuances and discoveries about yourself and triggers and other people's energies. And it's just like, it's a lot. So yeah, it was really cool to be able to sort of be like everybody's cheerleader, like just tapping in with everybody. I dubbed myself the self-love embodiment coach. And so really just like checking in, like, how are you today? Like not your team, not who you just coached, but like, how are you today? How are you going through this event? Because even as coaches, we still have transformations throughout this event as well. So it's like everybody's learning and growing and evolving and shedding layers of themselves. So I love to to just kind of be in the background, sprinkling self-love fairy dust all over everybody. Like, are you good? Are you good? Do you need me? How can I help? Yeah, because we definitely, I know I definitely needed that. Um, I think I had like 12 people total, something like that. And it was a lot. Like you said, it's back-to-back calls. Um, and I was still working my job in the morning. So it's basically like get off work, scarf down some food, and calls for the next like five or six hours. Um, so pretty, pretty wild weekend, or week, I should say. Um, and I feel like, it was like we went straight from that to Thanksgiving to holidays. And it's been like, for me, nonstop. Um, so I'm planning my music festival, of course, and like trying to get everything ready for the next year. And I basically have told the last like 10 people I've talked to like, hey, I want you on the team. I want you to perform whatever it is. And um, my mental capacity is at a zero right now for anyone um, besides what I have with work um, until literally after Christmas Day. So it's been like nonstop, um, nonstop since the end of, um, I almost said the retreat, but it's basically like an online experience is, is kind of what we call it. It's, it's hard to explain. <laughs> I Yeah, I think at the time she was calling it uh, an intensive, a five-day intensive. And it is intense. So that is fitting. Yeah. And I think you're the mental capacity. Like, I feel like a lot of us collectively are feeling that right now because I'm in that space too of like, I don't have a lot of room for a lot of things right now. I'm just sort of barely keeping it together and life is feeling very lifey and using my tools on a daily basis to like maintain this balance, quote unquote. Yeah. So I resonate with that. So what have you been up to since uh, Evo Revo ended? So I am in the home stretch of a three-month group coaching container called Embodied Wisdom. We actually have our um, second to last call tonight. And that has been one of the most incredible... I love one-on-one coaching and I love group coaching. And this was something that I got the idea while I was meditating one day And it was like, okay, you're wrapping up this year. What do you do with all this wisdom? This was probably one of the most challenging years of my entire life uh, as far as like my growth and healing and my relationship and with my partner and just all of it. It felt very heavy, very, uh, it was a lot. There's a lot of wisdom in there, right? It was all happening for me. And so it was like, what do I do with all of this wisdom? I don't, I don't want to take any of this 
heaviness, any of this muck with me into 2024. So like, what do I need to do to integrate all of this wisdom? And then I just had this zing like, oh, this really gets to be a group coaching program. So me and five women, I kept it super small and intimate. We get together once a month for a breathwork and embodiment practice where we get to bring up what gets to stay behind in 2023. And it's been so great. I'm going to do it every year. The last three months in, in, of the year into January, it's like, I think it's going to be one of my signature programs because I'm having so much fun. And then in between our calls, they get one-on-one calls. And then in between that, I have inbox support, which is one of my favorite ways to coach. So all week long, we're all just pinging back and forth of like ahas and breakthroughs and revelations and just celebrating wins and feeling into where we're still stuck. And it's just beautiful. I love it. That sounds awesome. I I will say one thing I definitely miss about um, like prepping for our Evo Revo thing is having like our weekly check-ins with each other and just like having some people to like listen and hear what is going on. And it's also wild to think like how much really happens in one week span. Even sometimes it was like twice a week we'd have meetings and it's like, whoa, last week this, but then this week it's something completely different. So just having people to like listen and hold space and show up and support you in that way. So that sounds, that sounds really good. Yeah, it's everything. It is everything. I'm also a part of a community called Perfectly Balanced, which I think you're in there too. And it's the same. We, whenever you get the opportunity, like one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in 2023 is the potency and the power behind having community, support, accountability, just gaining that momentum, tapping into other people's energy and wisdom and insights and reflection, just all of it. There's so much power in community and you're right. A lot can happen in a week. And so it it feels like when I don't tap into these resources, when I'm not present in the community, it's like somebody asks me how I am. I'm like, oh my God, it's been four lifetimes since I've seen you last. <laughs> like, But it's, it's everything to just check in, to be seen, to be heard, to connect. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. It's funny actually brought up perfectly balanced. Um, we talked about it with Laura when she was on here And what happened was I signed up and I was working the morning shift. So there was like almost no classes in the evenings. Well, last week they were like, hey, we really need help in the evening. So I've been working like 9.30 to 6 to 7-ish p.m. So now I'm thinking, hmm, maybe it's time for me to go back and revisit those classes since I do have my mornings open now. Um, because routine for me is like how I survive. I mean, I use my planner, I use my phone calendar, and I have like a written giant calendar that I use for me and Brian at home. Like I have to have, and I have a whiteboard. Oh my gosh, I'm kind of a psychopath when it comes to planning. And I just, I just have to, that's like how I function. Um, but one thing that I've been leaving out is like my, my connection time with other people. Um, Because it's like I pretty much go to work and then I come home and like do the dishes or cook dinner and then go to bed. Um, And on the weekends, sometimes I'm like, I don't really want to go do anything. I just kind of want to stay home. Um, And I know that that time to connect with people and to just like meditate and take that time intentionally for myself is like really important. And I've been leaving that off. Yeah, I feel like it we have such a variety of event calls in that community. So it's like every month I sort of scan the calendar of events. I put the Google calendar, same. I live and die by Google calendar and my notes, my little sticky notes that I have everywhere. And I mean, we meditate every morning as a community. We have connection calls, there's workshops, there's courses, there's Yesterday, we just did our moon calendar. So we all got together, we grabbed our calendars and we pulled cards for the month of January, you know? And so it's like just little things like that, you know, just to take an hour out of my day to pour into me, to be into community. And again, it's over Zoom. 
So that's why I like it. Cause you're like, I just want to go home and I just want to like chill out. I don't want to go anywhere. And I want to be in my PJs. I'm like, yes. And I want to connect. So you get to do both, which I love. Yeah, that's perfect. So what all do you offer um, in that space? So in that space, I am the breathwork facilitator and the somatic healer. So I have, I have, I also have a couple other calls, um, but those are my two main calls that I do once a month for the community. My breathwork sessions are, (sighs) I love breathwork. It's everything for me. I feel like your breath is your medicine. So I really, really love those calls. I've been doing them in the community for about two years now. And I have seen firsthand so many people just move through so many emotions on those calls. They're so powerful. So I do those once a month. And then I have another call that I lead. I call them self-love sessions, which during this round of Evo Revo, the people that have experienced them kindly brought it up to me that I need a more potent name for that because the sessions are, you experienced a one-on-one version of them. They're everything. They're so great. Um, they are somatic healing based soma of the body. So it's both the breath work and the somatic healing sessions are like getting you out of your mind, out of your thoughts, out of your patterns, out of your loops into your body, because there's so much wisdom in your body. And that's where you can tap into the pockets of, of fear, of shame, of judgment, of whatever is stuck inside of there that gets to be released so that you can leave those sessions feeling more tapped into your true essence. So those are the two calls that I lead. And then I lead a call called Baby Steps to Lasting Change every two weeks. And that was a call that I got COVID this time last year. And I thought, I thought it hit me hard. It hit me real hard. I hadn't had it prior to that. It hit me really hard. And I remember telling Jennifer, the owner and leader in the community, I'm not going to come back from this. Like, I'm not going to be the same. My brain fog was so intense. My headaches were so intense. I, I felt like, you know, when you go to clean a junk drawer, you got to like dump it before you can touch anything in it. That's what I felt like. I felt like a junk drawer that was just dumped on the floor. And I'm like, I don't know how to come back from this. And she's like, baby steps, which is part of my human design. I don't know if you're familiar with human design, but it's a big part of my human design. So we started this call last January where I came on still COVID fog. And I was like, we're going to step into this new year, one little single micro step at a time to get closer to where we want to be. And that call has been such a big hit. So we've done it and we're going to continue to do it. So I do a lot of little things in there, but breathwork and somatic healing are, are my main jam. Okay, so we got to go back to the somatic healing um, because like you said, I did get to experience that um, self-love class um, with you one-on-one. And that was actually like the very tail end of um, the coaching experience with Evo Revo for me. I'll share some of what, what I experienced and I'll say I have a really difficult time when it comes to like meditating, um, getting out of my head basically is what it boils down to. And just like surrendering to the experience. I have a really difficult time with that. Um, especially when there's like so many other things going around, like I'm at my house, I'm at my desk, there's, you know, anyway, I have a really hard time with that. Um, and I just remember at one point, there was a few things like I remember my eyes were closed because that was helping me um, to stay focused with what you were saying and just kind of going inward for myself. But I remember and I said it to you, I was like, I feel like I'm spinning. And it felt like I was literally like rocking and spinning in a circle and I couldn't stop. And I had to at one point like open my eyes just so I could kind of like, OK, look in front of me and I'm OK and I'm not spinning Um, I even got kind of nauseous and it was like while we were diving into, I can't remember your exact prompt, 
Um, but it was basically like, what are things? Oh my gosh. Yeah. We were feeling into the sensations in your body. I felt that nausea too. Um, yeah, that's what, so basically what we do on these calls is we, we tap into a meditative state. We get out of our heads into our bodies and it's not that the thoughts can't be there, but we just don't attach to them. And we tune into the sensations in the body and that's where the wisdom is, right? The really loud sensations. And when you, it was incredible to watch you, like you literally were at, at some points spinning in circles while I was, you know, witnessing you. Yeah, it was, it was very, it was very weird. And I was like, okay, I think I'm allowing this experience to happen um, at that point. And then um, you prompted me for something and I brought up um, like my time in California with my ex and like some of the emotions and feelings around um, that time and space. And then it's funny because when you first had prompted me, it was the second thing that I said that actually came up first. Um, but I was like, I don't, I don't know why this is a thing that's coming up. So I actually, when you said, oh, I think it's something further back, I was like, oh, okay. She knows like, yes, it's the first thing that I thought of, but I actually said it um, second. And it was, um, I remember as a child, and I, I don't even know how old I was, probably like five or six, but I remember getting like really like sick and nauseous um, in our home that I grew up in. And I would like go to my parents' bedroom and like cry and ask them for help. And I basically was like, shoot away. And my mom was like, you're fine, go to bed. Um, and I remember I have like vivid memories of like going into um, my bathroom and laying on the cold tile and just like crying and being upset, being upset and like basically trying to soothe myself. And that's when um, we kind of dug into that a little more. And what you said, it was like the trauma and the, the turmoil and the toxicity that was happening inside my home. I was literally taking it on. And I was like, holy shit, like I've I've never thought of that that way. And I have these vivid memories of me being nauseous and sick in the bathroom. And, and like you were talking about human design, well, I'm a reflector. So, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Um, but I had literally never thought of it in, in that way. Um, so that was really, really wild um, and eye-opening and just was like, whoa, okay, this is like, we've got somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. Reflectors are completely open. So you just take on other, it's like being an empath on steroids, right? So you just take other people's feelings in and it would have, it made a lot of sense why you would have experienced that. And that's what we do during these somatic sessions. So we, we tap into our bodies, we get into our calm state, right? Where we can listen. We're just here to listen. And that's basically what happened. We, we found a pocket of, of trauma that was in there. And when you tune into it and just be, bear witness to it, right? We weren't trying to change anything, heal anything, fix anything. It naturally just does it on its own when you can just be present with what's alive inside of you, even back when you were five, six, seven, eight, nine years old. And being with that little girl version of you who's laying on the bathroom floor on the tile and just sending her love and asking her what she needed. And there's, there's just so much power to somatic work, inner child work, like all of this stuff. I mean, it doesn't matter what modality you use, um, but just being present with what's alive inside of us is it's everything. Yeah. That was probably that I can like vividly remember, that's probably like the second time where I've been in some kind of like meditation experience where I like went back and was like holding my younger self. Um, so that was, whew, it was really, it was really intense and really special. And um, it's, it's really cool. Um, one of the things too, that we, that came up during that time is like, I, I took my sister with me and we went and you said, you know, where's your safe space? Where are you guys going to go? And it was my grandma's house in Florida. And 
we were by the pool and that always was like a really happy memory. And then I can leave them there and know that they're, they're safe and good. And, um, so yeah, that was really cool. And then, um, I actually talked to my sister Shannon about it. Um, and just like her and I have slowly rebuilt our relationship, probably just honestly over the last like five or six years. Um, so we're still not in a perfect place, but we can always text each other and check in and, I'm very thankful um, for that. So also thank you for that experience because I didn't know what the heck we were getting into. And I just, I'm thankful that I just surrendered and let everything be that was supposed to come up. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, you showed up beautifully and it melted my heart when you were like, can I bring her with us? I'm like, yes, of course, grab her. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. Yeah. You're like, I didn't know what to expect. Hence why I need to like shift the name to self-love session. It is a way of loving yourself when you can tap into this wisdom and it needs a different name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So those are all the things that you do inside um, Perfectly Balanced. And then you have your own business and do lots of things um, outside of that space as well, right? Yeah. So you're a reflector in human design. I'm a manny-gen, which means I do a lot of things. I've got myself spread thin with all of my favorite things that light me up. Um, So I'm a facilitator inside of Perfectly Balanced. I also, I got invited back to be the coach's coach again. So there's another project. I'm so excited. When is the next one? May? And... Then my own coaching business, I do. I run group coaching programs twice a year and I do one-on-one coaching and I also do inbox coaching. So I have a lot of different coaching offers because I really feel like I wanted to be available. I wanted to be an available resource for anyone. Like I have a lot of clients who don't have time to get on a Zoom call for an hour. They've got kids They just, they can't make it happen. And I'm like, okay, well, that needs to be like, we need to fix that. There needs to be a solution. And I got to experience inbox coaching with one of my programs that I participated in. And it was like, oh, this is everything. Literally to have somebody in your back pocket when shit hits the fan or when you're feeling like you're in the weeds or you're having a week or a day or whatever, just to have the tools, the resource, the the soundboarding to just vent and hear back something um, was everything. So I have a lot, I would say a good 70% of my clients are inbox clients, which I love because it's easy for me too, right? I'm, I'm, I have a seven-year-old, I'm all over the place on all of these calls. I've got lots of clients and it's like, I love that I can just, oh, I hear my phone and I can be there for them, like right on the spot. So I love that. And then I also have, and I'll send you the link for this so you can put it in the show notes, but I have a private community that for my uh, newsletter subscribers, I send out, I call them my love notes once a week. And it's basically, it's like my podcast in email form where it, I'm sharing what I'm currently navigating what I'm currently experiencing, how I'm moving through it, what tools am I using, what the current state of the energy is, and just I'm sharing me. (laughs) And so any of my subscribers also get access to the self-love circle, which is my private community. And right now we're doing a five-day self-love experience. So I have tons of stuff going on. Some of it's free, some of it's paid. And, um, I love all of it. (laughs) And you said too, you also have a podcast. Yes. Yeah. I do have a podcast, Dear Diary of the Self-Love Podcast. That is something that I started, mm, I believe a year ago, a little over a year ago now. And my intention was just, I want to share me. I want to soundboard my experiences. It's a lot of solo riffs. Um, There are some guest episodes, but mainly it's a lot of solo riffs of like what I'm navigating, how I'm moving through it, what tools I'm using. I talk a lot about somatic healing, a lot about breath work and embodiment. Um, I love the podcast. I feel like it's a 
form of integration in my healing journey. I feel like it's a way for me. I almost feel like it's like a time capsule too. of like everything that I am, everything I'm experiencing, everything I'm going through. I'm just like, here it is. Yeah, that's actually why um, I was like, when did I start this podcast? I want to say it was like May, June. I don't even know. But either way, um, that was the original reason I was like, okay, I want to start a podcast and I want to like tell the story of, you know, why I started planning Goddess Awakening, like why that came to be. And then I have tons to tell during the time of planning a music festival. I was also like, moving across the country. My marriage was falling apart. I was traveling. Um, I actually finally calculated the other day, like how many miles I drove and like 99% of these were solo. And it was like 32,000 miles I drove in 2022, like in my car, in my 2012 Toyota Camry. Um, So I was like, okay, I want to tell that story. And then I want to start bringing people who have like helped with the festival. And then it kind of evolved like I would just want to talk to people that are in my life and that are also like doing things in the healing world because Goddess Awakening for me is about the music and the healing world and bringing those two like main things together. Um, And then, yeah, the first three episodes, I was like, well, I don't really need to have a guest, but that's kind of scary to think about just like talking to myself about myself. Um, But that's what I did. And that was my challenge to myself. Like, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to tell my story. And then I'm going to bring, you know, people into it as I go. Um, But yeah, talking, talking about your life and your story, it was like, whoa, It, it was crazy being like, you would talk about something and then remember another detail that you would, you had totally forgotten about. Um, So yeah, like you said, time capsule for sure. Um, And like a very, I think healing experience too, to just kind of like say it out loud. Cause a lot of people still didn't even know that like I was going through a divorce and why I was going through a divorce. Um, Like some of my closest friends and family until they listened to the podcast didn't have like any idea about like the stuff that I had experienced with my ex. Um, So yeah, uh, starting a podcast and just telling about you, it's, it's quite the, uh, it's quite the experience. And I'm glad that I will have this um, going forward for myself and for anyone else who wants to catch up with, you know, how we got here. Yeah, it is. It's really powerful too. There, there'll be times I have episodes where I'm like, come journal with me and I'll play music and we'll like it's or I'll be on the I'll be I'll come out of a meditation and I'm like, oh, my God, I just had this huge aha. I need to share this. Like, hold on. Let me press play. Let's do this. So, yeah, I actually was listening to another podcast a few weeks ago and she was like, I highly recommend going back and listening to all of your podcast episodes because there's so much power in listening to your voice speak and, and things that you've forgotten that you've said and 10 out of 10 recommend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've uh, listened to some of my episodes, but definitely not all of them. It was, it was really hard for me at first to listen at all. Um, and Santiago will be like, you know, you can listen to it and we can edit or do whatever. And I was like, nope, just send it just just put it out to the world and we'll hope for the best um but I have listened uh, to a few back finally and I was like oh my gosh like this is actually like interesting and I I sound intelligent um but it was really weird just listening to yourself is it's it's interesting (laughs) yeah yeah it absolutely is and it's really vulnerable too to to share you know to do anything on social media, to share your story, to have a podcast, to, you know, even, even with your festival, right? Like there's a lot involved in being an entrepreneur, whatever, whatever kind you are, just sharing your gifts, sharing your artistry. It's, it's a vulnerable thing and, and it's beautiful. And there's so much room for growth and discovery in that too. Yeah, I was, um, we were working, Brian and I were working on festival stuff yesterday and we were like, we're just going to dedicate this time specifically for working on festival stuff um, because he's helping me with a lot of the festival this year too. 
Um, and it gets a little, you know, we talk about it a lot, but it's like we have to decide like when is work time and like when is not work time. Um, and social media for me, it's like, it's funny because I've become very good at social media. Um, and I'm like an influencer. It still sounds weird to say that, but I get paid a few dollars a month from Facebook right now, which is cool. Um, but when it comes to like my business side of running it for the goddess awakening page, I, it just, it's harder for me because on my, on my, my main page, my, um, it's like, I will just post stuff that I, I want to post. I don't ever really have an intention. I'm like, oh, I need to post this because this will get a lot of traction. And then it does get a lot of traction. And it's, it's probably been over the last like almost year now, I would say that I've started to notice what like people are watching and paying attention to me. And it's, it's very vulnerable, like you said, and scary because it's like, I know at, at my core, I have all the best intentions with everything that I'm doing and specifically around the music festival and like why I'm doing it. And this year I'm like feeling that we get to really hone in on like the intentional parts, like the harm reduction space, the women's tent. Um, we're going to have a whole space just for nonprofits. Um, we're going to have a kid's zone. And it's like, I want this to be a family friendly, everyone is welcome, safe space. And that still costs a lot of money. Um, so at the end of the day, it's a business where, yes, I'm doing it for all the right intentions. And I need people to buy tickets. I need people to sign up to be a vendor or to sponsor me or whatever that looks like. So it's like a juggle between passion and business and money comes involved. So it's it's funny how all these things, they get to work together because the goal, obviously, for most of us is to get to do what we love and get paid for it and pay our bills and get to live the life that we want. Um, but I think especially like in the spiritual community, it gets a little sticky because we want to offer everything, but we have to be able to receive um, in return. So I'm curious to see or hear from you if you've had um, similar experiences with like money or, bring, you know, asking for money for your services. Yeah, absolutely. All the way back when I signed up to do the coaching academy, I was like, oh shit, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. And Jamie um, was, <laughs> she said, go get clients. Just go get clients right now. And I was like, but I don't know what I'm doing. She's like, you'll, you'll coach them while you learn. And I'm like, who's going to want to do that? That sounds terrifying. Like that sounds scary. That sounds, who would trust me? Like what? And you know, imposter syndrome, fear, like all of it. And I did. I signed my first client in the middle of coaching Academy and I didn't even know what I was doing and it was beautiful. And she signed up with me three times after that. Like, and so as I'm growing, she's, you know, she's growing and she's healing and I'm growing and I'm, and it was such a beautiful experience of like, oh, wow, I, I actually, I actually can do that. That's, that's really wild. Um, so that was like my first experience of like, oh, I actually get to get to get paid and do this. And then while I was getting my coaching hours of practice, I was offering a lot of free calls and I had been doing that for years. And it's, yeah, it, I, I resonate with what you said. You just, you just want to help. I just want to help, you know? So I remember I posted, I did something really scary and I became a coach who wants to receive a free session with me and people were signing up like crazy. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot of calls. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of energy. That's a lot of effort. Like, okay, what do we do now? And since then, here we are four years later, now I don't have a problem with this is why I think this is why I have a lot of variety, a lot of price tiered offers, because I like to be accessible for anybody and everybody. I like to have free tools and resources like my newsletters and my podcast and, you know, the free five day self-love experience that I'm running right now. And I also like to work with women, high ticket, high price that are invested in their healing and want to work with me for six months plus. So I love, for me, it's been about creating that variety for people 
because I want to be accessible to all and I can't be free to all, or I can't, I can't make a living doing this. I can't continue to do this. And then there's also this little sidebar that I've noticed throughout time. The people that don't invest anything tend to not really show up as much as fully as they could, especially in the coaching industry. I don't know what it would be like in the music industry, but for the coaching industry, it's like you show up. Oh, well, that was just a free call. So I don't really like, it's okay if I miss it or it's okay if I'm late or it's okay if I'm just kind of like half putting my energy energy into it. But if you're paying high ticket prices to work with me for a year, you're going to show up, you know? Um, and this past Evo Revo, I did a live in the, in the, during the container. And I said, I am done offering my services for free. I'm done with the free. Cause I'm like, Oh, you want, I'm like, Oprah, you want a self-love session? You want a self-love session here, 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 like sprinkling them around like crazy. And it started to feel, it started to feel yuck in my body when I would offer them. Like I would start to have this I don't like resentment of like, oh, you're doing, not against the people, but against myself. of like, you're doing it again. Why are you doing this? You get, you, they get to pay for your services. There gets to be some sort of energy exchange. And proudly enough, I will say it's only been a couple of weeks, but I haven't given away any free anything other than the stuff that I don't mind giving away for free because it's what I do. So yeah, that's been my experience and it's definitely a work in progress. Yeah, it is. And with the festival and I'm the same way, it's funny when I, when I'm in like the retreat spaces and I'm talking about my music festival, I'll like, you know, for the whole weekend with camping and we're doing a full stage, like full production music, like I'm going to have to repost the, um, the after movie from the first year of Goddess Awakening because like. I was watching it yesterday and every single time I watch it, I get teary-eyed. I'm like, I did that. Like I got a team and we did that. It's it's really impressive stage production, especially for a first year festival. So it's like, you're getting full production. You're getting a whole weekend of music. Um, I'm going to actually have a silent disco so people can stay up late and listen to more music. Um, and then we're going to have a whole second stage that's literally just dedicated to workshops and like educational spaces. So the whole weekend you can do any workshops you want. Um, and then, like I said, there's a whole bunch of other things that will be integrated as well. That's $111 for three days with camping. Everyone's like, that's so cheap. And I'm like, I know it's crazy. Like it's $111 for all of that. And you get to camp there. Um, and like food vendors, you can, you'll have all, I'll probably have like 10 plus, um, like art craft, um, like shopping vendors. So you can like shop and eat and bring your kids. Um, but again, it's like, I could definitely charge more money, but I want it to be accessible to everyone. Um, I even set up to where you can do a payment plan option if you want to do that. Um, if you want to volunteer, you only have to work. I think I set it up as like, two six hour shifts and then you can do the whole weekend for free. Um, so I definitely resonate with like giving people the ability to like come and be in the experience. Um, but yeah, I was wondering, have you ever been to a music festival? No. Okay. I love that. So is there any particular reason you haven't, or is it just not really been your, on your, like list of things. Yeah, no, I guess it just hasn't been on my list. I'm like listening to you talk about it. And I know Laura, you had her on last week, but and she's like, goes to them all the time. And I'm like, how fun is that? I don't know why I've never been a big like concert goer or a music festival attendee and not for any reason other than, I mean, I guess I could say, I don't really know of any local to me, but that's because I'm not looking for them. So that's really all that is. I actually have um, one. Oh, I don't know if I should say this. It's fine. It, they'll find out. Um, I haven't released my lineup yet. So, but I have one um, artist. Her name, her DJ name is Pedals, P E D A L S. 
Um, and she played at Goddess Awakening last year. And she's from New Jersey. That's why I'm saying this. Yeah, she's in New Jersey. Um, and I invited her back again this year. Um, she's amazing. She DJs and then she also plays the keyboard like while she's doing that. And she produces her own music. Um, and she's like the sweetest, nicest person ever. But yeah, so I literally have people um, that came from New Jersey to perform. Um, I had a DJ duo from Canada come. So I've got some more Canadian friends. Um, see, might see if they'll come back. And then um, I had another female artist and she came from California. So we literally had people coming from like all corners of most of the U.S., but then our one, you know, Canadian um, duo that came. But it was pretty cool to have people come in from all over the place. Yeah, that is so cool. And it's like a whole it's like a whole vibe, too. You know, it's a whole weekend. Like you said, you get the whole the camping experience, the shopping experience, the connection, the energy, the food, the music. Like, I love that. Kudos to you. Yeah. So it's next October if you want to come down to Arkansas. <laughs> Ooh, that's my birthday month. Is that where you are? I was going to ask where you, where are you? So I'm in Oklahoma, um, but I helped plan a music festival at that venue like the year before and I loved it. And Arkansas has always been like a meetup spot because I've got lots of friends in Tennessee and Texas um, and then me in Oklahoma. So um, we kind of just all migrate to Arkansas for a lot of things. So this is just another one of those things where we just migrate to the middle of the country and hang out for a few days. I love this. Yeah. Next October. That's my birthday month. So that's fitting. When is your birthday? October 17th. Oh, okay. That funny enough is when I got married, but it's okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. Is there anything else that you want to talk about just like yourself or something that, you know, you've been had on your mind for a little bit that you're wanting to talk out loud about just early anything? Well, I will share this. You had mentioned in the beginning of the call um, or the episode uh, that you, I don't remember your exact words, but you said you didn't have space for, for anything. Like it was just running thin, holiday, end of season, coming off of Evo Revo, like doing the most, planning for this festival. Um, and so I just wanted to share sort of my experience on that. And ask you, what do you do when you get like that? Like, so for me, when I get really like life is being extra lifey and there's a lot on my plates and everything's spinning, I tend to really honor myself and get still and look at all of my priorities, look at where I'm saying yes, look at what I'm saying no, what I need to say no to, and just tuning into how can I be like my own life jacket in this moment? And like, how can I just honor the fuck out of myself and really move through whatever this mess is with so much grace and compassion and uh, quote unquote ease. I make it as easy as I can. So I was wondering, what do you do when you are navigating these seasons? Do you have like a practice, a routine, a ritual? Um, I'm definitely needing to incorporate something. I know that. Um, because like I was saying at some point too, I just kind of haven't been doing anything besides like work and just like the regular stuff. Um, I will say yesterday I was pretty proud of myself because like I had said, we, we cut out time to work on the festival stuff and we accomplished all the things on the whiteboard that we wrote out and then we like put it away. Um, and then I took my planner for the week and I just went through just this week and I wrote out my schedule for the week for working and then anything extra I have, which it's funny because this month I really don't have, I was looking at my calendar, my phone, December versus November. November was stupid packed. Like what in the world? I was looking at it and I'm like, no, how? Um, but this month it's a lot more light. Like I had a couple podcast episodes. Um, this week it's like we have a, a holiday party and I'm getting, oh, I'm getting a massage. That's one thing I'm doing for myself. I'm getting an hour and a half long massage. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited about that on Thursday. Um, but what I've noticed is 
I function much better when my plate is like so full as long as it's like scheduled and like hourly planned out. But like this month when I don't have that much going on, I'm just working a lot. And I feel like there just is this hustle and bustle with everyone, even though I don't really think I have much of it. Um, So I think for me, if I would just... Like I said, right now I work at 9.30. So I have the whole morning. I can... Oh, and I went to the gym yesterday. I'm very proud of myself for that too because it's been a while. So if I can just wake up, do some... Maybe it's breath work. Maybe it's meditation for like 15 minutes. It, that's another thing. It's like getting in my head. Oh, I need to do an hour-long meditation. But that's that's not necessary. Um, and then just start with that and then go to the gym for... 30 minutes. Again, it doesn't have to be like this five hour workout. Um, so yeah, I think I just need to get back into a morning routine. And I think it's also throwing me off. Cause like I said, I was working evenings and afternoons. And now I'm working in the morning. No opposite. Now I'm working in the evenings where I get off at six, 7 PM. So I think my routine, I need to adjust my routine. I love that. The routine's so key. It's everything. And I know, I love that you know that too. You're like, and need to have it all mapped out. Enjoy your massage, girl. You deserve it. Oh, I can't wait. I don't think I've ever had an hour and a half long massage. I think I've only done like an hour. They're so yummy. I'm so excited. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, and then where can we find you um, on the socials? Yeah, thanks for having me. So I hang out on Facebook, Amanda Beatty. I hang out on Instagram. I love being in my stories. Amanda underscore Beatty underscore and join my love notes, my weekly newsletter. That's like, that's my intimate little community and I love it in there. I pour into my girls so hard and you're in there and I love it. So yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. Thank you for having me today. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And we will drop all of these links in our episode as well. So you guys can easily find Amanda and all the beautiful magical things she's doing I just feel like when I talk to you I just feel like oh I think you have like a very like feminine nurturing presence that's what I get from you whenever I talk to you thank you it's taken me a long time to get there (laughs) (laughs) yeah we don't have time for this episode but we definitely got to talk more about polarity because that's always a hot topic (laughs) yeah for sure All right. Well, thank you so much and have a good rest of your week. Thank you, too. Thanks for listening to this episode of Goddess Awakening. Check out our link tree in the description for all our socials and upcoming events. This podcast is brought to you by the Possibilities Podcast Platform.